0: If Miss Pettifor were short, and if she were a bird, you might say she was as prim and proud as a sparrow. But Miss Pettifor was not short. She was tall, and so you'd have to say she was as spindly as a stork. Her legs were as thin as string, with two knots for her knees and two knots for her ankles. And just as one might expect of someone who likes to fly— She had billowy hair that she wore all brushed up in a tumbling bun. The more she brushed up, the more it came down, and misty wisps floated about her head. She liked to wear a woolen coat that flounced when she walked and jingled with a row of silver buttons. Almost everything she wore, except her shoes, ended in zigzagging scallops of lace and rickrack. She was especially fond of pockets, paisley, playful patterns, and anything hand-knitted. On windy days, Miss Pettifor always took her cats out for an airing. There was Minky, Misty, Taffy, Persia, Hyret, Mustard, moutard Hemdella, Earring, Grigorovich, Clasby, Captain Captain, Captain Catkin, Captain Clothespin, Your Shyness, and Sizzles. The cats liked to be aired. They liked to feel the wind pick up every one of their hairs and set them down again, gently, as if the wind were looking for something. In one hand, Miss Pettifor would hold the littlest cat, Minky, and with the other, she would choose her favorite tea-party tablecloth, bringing together the four corners in her fist and straightening her arm into the wind. Immediately, the tablecloth would puff up like a biscuit in the oven, and swiftly— Miss Pettifor's shiny shoes would lift from the earth. Then, one by one, Minky, Misty, Taffy, Persia, Pirate, Mustard, Mutard, Hemdella, Earring, Grigorovich, Clasby, Captain Captain, Captain Catkin, Captain Closepin, and your shyness, with little but long sizzles at the end, lifted off with Miss Pettifor, each cat with its tail wrapped to another. How the cats loved their flights with Miss Pettifor. The cat swung down like a strand of wool, or a skipping rope, or a loose hair ribbon. Sixteen cats dangling in one gigantic puss tail. Then, when Miss Pettifor spotted her destination below, the bakery, or the bookshop, or the cream and cream bun cafe, the cat's favorite, she neatly shortened sail and drifted down landing tidily on her toes, followed by dozens of dainty little paws as the waterfall of cats poured and purred into the street. The cats had to be careful of their tails when landing, so as not to get tangled in trees and clotheslines and gargoyles and other such obstacles. Everyone in the village was used to Miss Pettifor's mode of travel, and no one blinked an eye except to say hello. Miss Pettifor always travelled by tablecloth, that is to say, by air. First, she would take a measure of the meteorological circumstances, that is to say, the weather. Then she would position herself accordingly, only attempting errands that were propitious, that is to say, favourable. In short, she would fly in whatever direction the wind blew her. If the wind were blowing eastward, for example, she would go to the pet shop to browse for the latest in cat toys and to Mr. Patel's bakery for treats with icing, whipped cream or crunchy crusts and to Mrs. Carruthers' grocery shop where the avocado pears were always exactly right, neither too hard nor too quaggy, that is to say, squeezy. But if the wind were westerly, She would take advantage of that fact and do her banking, then visit the bookshop, the zoo, Mr. Clemmer's hardware shop, or take something in for repair to Mr. Pomeroy, who could fix anything that had springs in it. A watch, a wind-up toy, a mechanical hat. Mr. Pomeroy loved springs ever since he was a boy, and so he made them his life's work. What use is a job if it doesn't have springs in it, he would say, And of course, he was perfectly right. Miss Pettifor did not live far from the village, just a short flight, and she always liked to hover above and admire the view.